You're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM. Why you don't Camera speed. Welcome, welcome everyone to Movie Night with Sif. I'm your host, Gabby, and guest hosting today, we have Sif's executive director, Steve Schrader. Say hi, Steve. Hi. Our guest today is Calgary Economic Development's very own Luke Azevedo. In the 15 years he's worked with CED's creative industry sector, Luke has been finding new ways to bring the magic of showbiz to Southern Alberta. As film commissioner, it's his job to bring new international film, television, and digital media productions to our great province. He also works with our studios, government unions, and producers to develop local projects. In 2014, Luke was even named as one of Venture Magazine's 50 Most Influential Albertans. Prior to joining CED, Luke was the director of the Banff New Media Institute and was the acting director of Literary Arts at the Banff Centre, where he developed and directed television and interactive media. If you attended SIF's State of the Industry discussion at the 2021 festival, you already know you're in for a treat. Here to talk about what goes on and what goes into building and maintaining Alberta's booming screen industry is Luke Azevedo. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. We're so happy to have you. Now, to kick things off, you're a very big deal. Let's 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 note that. <laughs> now, being, you know, vice president of creative industries, operations and film commissioner. For those that don't know, what does that department do and what does a film commissioner do? Because most people would wonder why a city has a department like that. What is that kind of role? So there's a, there's a variety of levels. So um, in what we do here on the creative industry side is, uh, is a significantly larger role than just on the film commission side. So we're advocacy. Um, we're not a lobby group. We're an advocacy group. So we are a civic partner of the city, which means that we are arm's length from the city. However, at the end of the day, the city is our shareholder. So what we are enabled to do is to be the de facto marketing and sales organization for Calgary or for the city of Calgary. We're also the stewards of Calgary and the new economy, which is the economic strategy for Calgary itself. So working with many partners to uh, meet the, the growing demands and needs of the city in every major sector um, that we can deal in. So my role specifically around the creative industries is multiple layers. First and foremost, we want to be able to attract foreign direct investment and um, and engagement into our city and into our province, which means creating jobs, which means attracting projects like everything from, you know, the Revenant to The Last of Us and everything in between. And so that's one part of it. The second part is to ensure that we give support to our local storytellers and, and producers and creators at, at every level, whether it's still photography, whether we're working in traditional mediums or whether we're working in new technologies and ensuring that we give them the best opportunities that they can to showcase their work and Alberta's stories to the world. Then on top of that, we, um, you know, from the advocacy perspective, we, um, we work with industry and government to try to d- design a, a mechanism that's triggered here in the province for incentives, for access, for film friendliness with the city of Calgary um, and capacity. So when these shows come and we create an environment where they want to come here and see if they can actually film, that we become a no surprise jurisdiction. We, we identify what we can do, they get here, we do it. And then the end result is fantastic as we've seen with many productions over the years and not just foreign productions, but also our local productions. We were um, part of the process or a a leading uh, part of the process in getting the Calgary Film Center built, which was uh, an asset that was necessary at the time to solidify Calgary as a legitimate location for film and television. So that was an extremely important component. And then, you know, the transition in 2021 of our incentive 
um, having the government at the time, uh, Minister Schweitzer, take the uh, per project cap off of the incentive made us immediately nationally and internationally competitive. And we've seen what's happened since then. We've seen a doubling in of our production volume. We've seen huge growth in the training and development of folks that were in the industry and new folks that want to be part of the industry. Um, you know, we work on, on everything from Chinook Blast to, uh, to Rise Up. We work with our other civic partners, CADA, Tourism, the City of Calgary, um, just to ensure that we have the city's best interest uh, you know, in front of us, and that as groups that have different skill sets and different abilities and different footprint, that we can actually help develop and, and grow everything from the entertainment district um, right through to uh, to attracting uh, musicians into our region um, for events. So uh, we play a we play a role in in many aspects. And now the next iteration is the creative economy how we're taking something that is considered a driver and a pillar and uh, now ensuring that we put ourselves in a position that we have, um, you know, the ability to have the creative industries be a bigger, bigger part of our diversifying economy. So that's core to our world. And for me is the next iteration of, of my job is playing and enhancing our ability to, uh, to move these uh, initiatives forward. Are you ever daunted by the scale of your mandate? I mean, what you just described is massive. The cre- it's easy to say the creative industries. It's another thing to actually break down all of the different, all of the different disciplines and industries within that. Right? Music, film, screen-based arts, digital, video games, uh, augmented reality. You know, and, and Calgary's got a lot of ambition in these areas. Certainly do. And as you know from you know working with your team, the, the, the core thing for me here is the people that I work with. Right. Um, it is having leadership in your organization that allows you to do the job in what sometimes can seem like a pretty crazy world. The creative industries isn't have a standard path that we follow. We have to be mobile in any direction. We have to be malleable and and push the envelope without breaking it. Right. So I think there's that. And then the team that that um, I have the privilege of working with here is amazing. For the, the only reason I can do what I do is because they have the abilities that they have and to uh but let's let's let people know this is you're talking we're not talking about a hundred people working under you here no we're talking about in the in, you know in my world in um in the creative industries and the operations side which also has plays a part in the creative industries uh with calvin film center with a variety of things that we do here um there's 10 people and when you're generating you know out of your area here somewhere over a half a billion dollars worth of activity um, on, wow. on a fairly consistent basis now. And uh, these folks are able to, uh, you know, the last couple of years have taken our baseline and moved it somewhere up here. And we don't, uh, you know, you don't get all of the additional resources that you'd like to see or all the additional financial support that you'd like to see to continue to grow it. So you have to adapt within the scope of the resources you do have and hope that people are committed in the, in a manner that they are here for sure, so that we can keep moving this forward. And I think that in many instances, I've also had the privilege of being the face of, of Alberta film um, out in the world as we're trying to, uh, to sell and contribute to the, the growth of the sector, um, concentrating on Calgary and Southern Alberta, but you know, we go out there and we sell Alberta as Alberta. We're a team, right? So whether it's myself or my counterparts in Edmonton, um, we're out there pushing for the province. Um, 
it's not it's not a competition like the Flames and, and Oilers mm. here. Um, uh, so <laughs> yeah. you know the idea is to try to give an opportunity, and 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 for me, success is derived out of this um, by seeing the advancements that we've been able to do, and to look at people and their kids who were concerned that you know my my son or my daughter is going to go through school. They're going to come out with this degree and then they've got to go to Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver to actually do and be professional and, and to, and to, um, you know, be successful. And what we've tried to do is to bring that back, you know? So we've, uh, we set goals when I started in this job and Lisa Craig, who works as uh, my director of, uh, creative industries here and is the longest term employee at, at CED. He's been here 20 years. And uh, when I came on almost 16 years ago, I said, so there's three things that I think that we need to aspire to. First and foremost, let's get this film center built, right? It's depending on who you talk to, uh, it's been between 30 and 300 years to get it done. So let's get it done. <laughs> we were en- enabled to, uh, to lead some of that. Secondly, it was to grow the sector, right? It's to bring us to that level. We've done that. Things have grown substantially, and uh, and now it looks like it's going to be sustainable for us moving forward. It's not going to be a cyclical industry anymore. There is significant conversations about Calgary at every level now throughout the world. Um, the Last of Us helped us a lot with that. And then thirdly was to work towards creating an incentive program here that really would hit the mark, and uh, we've done that now too. So. We're no longer apologetic as we're trying to attract production into the region or trying to attract activity into the region for what we don't have. We're now a competitive jurisdiction and it puts us in a, a completely different conversation. Um, you know, things have transitioned. We, uh, we've always had the good fortune to have relationships with studios um, that allowed us to get in the room and have the conversations, even though we didn't have all the tools necessary for the major projects, but they still talked to us. They were still interested. They liked the work that was being done here. It was world-class. Um, now it's different. Now there's not a room that I walk into, no matter where it is. It can be in Cannes, can be in Berlin, can be in Los Angeles, New York, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. It doesn't matter where it is that we can walk in and be proud of the fact that we can be competitive. And then our selling point is the quality of the work that comes out of this region at all levels. This isn't just film and TV. It's at all levels in the creative sector. And I think it's a, it's a much bigger impact than what most people be- believe or know. We range in that $3 billion worth of GDP in the city on a yearly basis. That's, that's part of the economy. And Luke, just to really viscerally put that, paint a picture of what the industry looked like, the screen industry looked like in Alberta when you started. If you looked around, what would you have seen <laughs> so that we can understand so we can understand what 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 the scale of what's happening now looks like? So when I first got here, um, I saw an industry that at that time was probably doing somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy five million dollars to one hundred million dollars a year on a good year um, that probably had a thousand people uh, maybe working in it. And um, and, you know we would see a big show every once in a while, but you know, the, the lead show at that time would have been Heartland um, and continues to be. And, and don't get me wrong. Heartland is coming into its 17th year and has spent well over half a billion dollars in this province and trained and developed a lot of people. So we're extremely proud of that. And in 2021, 2021, they were still Netflix's fifth highest streamed project in the world. So this kind of gives you a sense of what that looked like. But 
when you've only got one or two projects going on periodically throughout the year, you can't sustain an industry like that. You're almost a cottage industry and um, Mm -hmm. with great people, which is what was, what I saw is like, we have, we have the talent, we have the vistas, we have the backdrops, we have all these things. And all we got to do is to take that next step. But that next step was a big step. And um, we live in what I think most people know as one of the most conservative locations uh, in Canada. And so to convince a government, even one that's supportive, that this is a good investment, you know, if we build it, they will come analogy um, was very difficult. But over the years, we were able to continue to move things forward. The incentives, you know, the, the cap got bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, the opportunities got bigger. We started to see things like Hell on Wheels. We started to see things like Fargo um, and other projects that, that came online that were a big deal to us. These were major projects that then got us on the map. And the accolades and the awards that all of these projects won um, also added to that, you know, to that we want to see Alberta, we want to see Calgary. But what we continuously ran into was the fact that we didn't have the capacity to sustain it. We didn't have the capacity to, to be able to afford to bring these projects in. And at the end of the day, as sad as it may sound sometimes is that, you know, the money talks and um, massive projects need that, that incentive, small projects need that incentive to, uh, um, to be able to get there. So as we started to grow, we got up to, you know, we were up to 200 and then we saw, we saw the writer's strike and then we saw, the downfall of the economy. And then we saw all of these things in between. In the meantime, um, the industry continued its advocacy work with government to ensure that they understood that we were still there. And uh, they, you know, new people came on board. We re-educated so many ministers and so many different, um, different groups. And then we had a very supportive municipal government, which is so important. It's obviously critically important for growing our industry that we can attract, um, medium-sized and especially large-sized productions from elsewhere to Calgary um, really, really puts us on the, on the map. We've talked a lot about that. We have also a really diverse and vibrant homegrown uh, film and TV sector here. We have everybody making from making their first short film on a shoestring budget to um, filmmakers who are accomplished. They've done several features. Now they're working with million dollar plus budgets. Um, what's the strategy for growing the homegrown voice of Alberta in the, in the, in the screen-based industry? It's core. It's core. So when, uh, one of the things that we talked about when I first started this job was that um, without having a local film and television industry uh, and just being a service industry, this industry couldn't survive. It's just the reality of it. So I think there's a, there's a couple of reasons for this. Um, you know, we just saw not only did we see an increase in the incentive uh, over the next three years from the government on the what's called the FTTC, which is the film and television tax credit, but we also saw an increase on the grant system, which is for local producers uh, with budgets below $500,000 and uh, an increase in our post-production grant and our script development grant. And those three areas are all about Alberta. If foreign productions can't access those monies, that is Alberta production. And they just invested $4 million into that, which I think comes close to doubling what was in there. It's got to be in that general vicinity. So there's an impact piece. Is it enough? Absolutely not. We need to continue to grow. But that advocacy work with government is obviously working from because the government is, is seeing and respecting the fact that this is an important part of the sector. So for us, being able to facilitate 
the work that's being done right from the post-secondaries, which we work with consistently um, as they're doing student films and student productions, right through to um, the producers that have significant productions here that not only go after the grant side, but also go after the FTT side, right? So anything that we can do for a foreign production, we want to ensure that we can do the exact same for our local productions that don't have the same kind of financial wherewithal. We try to do generic permits that don't cost. We try to facilitate ways and means of access of areas that they need, whether it's city um, assets or whether it's it's somewhere else. We try to be that conduit and connector um, to the parts of industry that they don't have direct connections to. Uh, we create scouting environments where we'll do digital photo packages for our local producers and then um, allocate scouts to them so that they can go out and see these areas and understand what's available to them within the scope of their budget. Um, we introduce them to, to folks that can be helpful as they're going through these processes. So we pay a lot of care and attention to this and it's core to our business. I think if we ever get to a point where we're not paying attention, we're not doing our job. We have to ensure that that side of our industry is growing and developing as, as well as the, uh, the foreign service side. We obviously find that very important here being a film festival ourselves. What do you think is the role of film festivals in that kind of part of the industry where you sort of deal with talent on the local level? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's, it, our post-secondaries are generating a lot of great talent, right? And these, and these usually younger folks are coming into the industry with some pretty high expectations and hopes. So what we want to do is to be able to, to guide them. So for example, um, we go into the post-secondaries and now are, are looking at starting to go into the high schools because this is where this conversation is starting and identifying that this industry, first and foremost, is a viable opportunity and option for a career in Alberta. Um, and that you can stay here and do that. The second thing we talk about is for them to understand that as they're growing in their particular field of expertise or interest, that they should be approaching us. We don't want anything from them. We don't charge people to do the work that we do. This is part of what the city and uh, Calgary Economic Development do to try to grow the sector and, and, and you know, diversify the economy here. Um, thirdly, you know, it's important for us to help Albertans right? It has to happen. So as these students are developing their, their skill sets and growing, and as people are coming from other sectors, which is something that's not as well known as it should be. Like, so when we had the, we saw the downfall of the oil and gas industry, as things started to, uh, to go in the direction that they were, there was a lot of people that were out of work. Well, there was a lot of master electricians, carpenters, construction people, paint, that's all part of our sector that's necessary for film and TV to operate. So with people coming out of there, let's say a master electrician, which is a story that's told often here now, comes into the film and television sector, over a short period of time, they can be trained and be on set and be a productive member of that, of that grouping. The thing that we need to understand is that there's a difference between trained and experienced. Right. So when you're looking at how we're developing our crews and growing, our unions and guilds do an amazing job in their training initiatives. Absolutely. There's no question. Um, and our post-secondaries are now leaning into micro-credentialing and other things that are enhancing their ability to take folks that have, um, you know, that have skill sets and moving them forward in a quick manner so they can get into the industry and give us an ability to, to have more crews here. Um, and so, you know, when you take all of those things into consideration and you take the, uh, you know, the investment that the government's done with labor market studies and all of these things, people need to understand that it takes a time frame to get there. 
you know, when I started in this industry, I was pulling cable. You know, I was hands block as, as night when I, when I got out of there full of, you know, that's, we all learned from that. Right. And over that period of time, over a two year period on set consistently, you come out as an extremely productive member of the industry. And you could pretty much walk into most shows at that point and know what you're doing on, on those sets. So that's important. Also selecting what you want to do. I mean, everybody has visions of grandeur coming out of school. It doesn't matter what sector you're in. You know, I'm going to be the director of this, or I'm going to be the producer of that. It takes some time. It takes time to get there, but there's people, there's groups like the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers. There's groups like Ampia. There's groups like Fava that help these folks then get to the next level as well. So if you're, if you're a burgeoning filmmaker and you don't have an opportunity to work on a major production set, well, go out and help somebody that's in Alberta that does have the funding to do their project and get on set. Learn those things. Move your way through. And then our smaller Alberta productions, not that, you know, that are great training grounds, right? Seconds can become firsts on these productions. Thirds can become seconds. So great training ground to then move our people through as well. So everything interacts with, each, with itself and with each other to grow the sector. It needs to. So uh, back to HBO and The Last of Us. I mean, it is a phenomenon right now. Great show, by the way. It's so wonderful to see a show that not only was a a big event in terms of the production here in Calgary, but also seeing the the reviews it's gotten. I mean, and uh, and the way our province looks on screen is amazing. Um, listeners may not know that. Uh, Together with CIF, uh, Calgary Economic Development and the Alberta Film Commission hosted an event uh, with uh, 2,000 members of the industry, of our local industry here, watching the first episode of The Last of Us. This is just right after it premiered. Many people hadn't seen it yet. And um, we had um, the uh, senior vice president from HBO, Jay Rowey, up, um, as well as Rose Lamb, the uh, the executive producer of the show. and. Um, I think that was a very unusual experience for them, was it not, Luke? Seeing us, us being 2,000 people in the industry, watching the show and the atmosphere at that event at the at the Jubilee Auditorium. Um, that was an unusual event from their perspective, right? Yeah. Let's just talk about what, what was special and different about that celebration of, of The Last of Us. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I think you remember a couple of things. And, and we had 2,000 people of industry and general public that uh, were clamoring yeah. to get in there as well. So... First and foremost, uh, when we started to have those conversations, if you remember, um, they were very concerned about the size and scope of the venue, thinking that, you know, I'm not sure we're going to get that many people. And it was a lot of people that told us that. So what we talked about is the scalability of the venue and we would, you know, we'd make it move as we need to. What we found out that night is that we needed to open it all up to be able to uh, accommodate it, right? So normally that, even the premiere that um, Mayor Gondek, um, Mayor uh, Sohi and uh, myself and, and Tom Vinica, my counterpart in Edmonton, went to the premiere in LA uh, with HBO. Um, it, there wasn't that many, there wasn't even that many people there at the premiere before it hit the screens. So to come into Calgary and to see the response that they got uh, in that venue, um, what was created in there and the atmosphere that they came into was incredible. Gabriel Luna was also part of that. 
And uh, we know that Pedro Pascal and um, and Bella Ramsey and Gabriel Luna have been out in the world touting um, Calgary and Alberta and how much they love it here and uh, and want to be back for other things. So I think that particular event really showed um, not only that uh, we were interested in what we produce and do, but the amount of support that this industry actually has. And I think they they left here extremely excited about that outcome. But I will say this, and I, I started off at this conversation talking about the relationships that we have. And it is a massive industry that does hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars every year. But the relationships that you build at the beginning, in many instances, are still the relationships that you're dealing with. They just happen to be at a different studio or in a different location. So what we're probably most proud of here is the quality of those relationships. So it goes with the person. So that when the person goes to a new location and they're calling you, you're going into a relationship already. And you're going into an environment where you can talk about what their needs are versus trying to convince them that the area is the right place to be. So that conversation has changed for us drastically. And I think one of the things that we really are paying attention to, and specifically myself at this point, is what that succession looks like too, right? So how do we ensure that our next generation um, that are leading this sector are going to be in a position um, that they are new, diverse voices that are going to see things differently than we see right now, that are going to move with the industry as the industry is moving, that are going to have the capacity to adapt to what the world looks like at that particular point in time. So we want to make sure we're garnering that attention from those folks as well and ensuring that we're putting them in a position where they can be mentored and, and learn what they need to to be the next uh, the next generation's leaders. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that mission's in really good hands and it's looking like a really bright outlook. And that seems like as good a note as any to end our interview portion and move right into games. Um, but before that, you do have to answer, Luke, the question that every guest on Movie Night with Sif must answer. Um, it's a real tough one. I hope you're ready. <laughs> what is your most embarrassing festival story? Oh, my God. I told Gabby that you've never been embarrassed, so. Oh, yeah. Nice, Stephen. Thank you for that. But that's absolutely not true. Um, most embarrassing moment. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Um, and, it, 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 you know, I have been on stage. And my last name for some people isn't the easiest thing to, uh, to say. Mm-hmm. And I've been on stage where I was being introduced um, to go up and, and talk in front of a film. And they tried to say my name probably six different ways oh, and no. they butchered it one after the other, after the other. And I'm sitting there with family and friends around me and I'm like, okay, so I got up, I spelled it, I said it. It was just, yeah, it was, it was not good. And it was, you know, at the time they were trying to be funny. So they started going out into different areas and I was just like, my God, I didn't even want to get up and go up, but <laughs> did it, did what I had to. But yeah, it wasn't exactly great was you stare out at an audience of a theater full of people looking at you and laughing at you as you're getting up there to talk. That's a lovely, embarrassing festival story, Mr. Acevedo. Um, I think it's really great. I found it hysterical. Um, as an Aguilar, I relate deeply. I <laughs> Yes. I relate. Yes. I'm often an Aguilar, which is not the greatest. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing our interview with us. Are you ready to play some games? I am. It is now time for games. We're going to start off with one star reviews. Everybody's favorite. The theme this month is made in Alberta. 
So all of these are one-star reviews from the Letterboxd app. They're amateur reviewers, they're audience reviews. You're going to have to guess what movie the reviewer is talking about based on this bad review. Wait, I thought we couldn't find any one-star reviews from anything made in Alberta. <laughs> They're all five-star reviews. Yeah, I was just going to ask. It can't be many, right? <laughs> Listen. There's always somebody me. who doesn't like something. <laughs> oh, no question. No question. Well, this person certainly didn't like this project. Let's go here with the first question. Not even the breathtakingly gorgeous Andrew Garfield could pay me to step foot in Utah. <laughs> wow. Uh, under the banner of heaven. That is under the banner of heaven. Very good. That was really fast. All right. Okay. I got a lot going on in my life, but at least I'm not crawling inside a dead horse tonight. Ah, uh, the revenant. He's gonna Jeez, get. He's, he's gonna get all these. He's absolutely why did we killing go with, it. Why did we go with me? Oh my <laughs> god! And I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta put the easy ones in there just in case. All right. Let's see. Last one. I think it's funny that every second Matthew McConaughey spent in space was equal to one year on Earth. Because every hour I spent watching this stupid Nolan movie felt like four years of real time. Interstellar. That is Interstellar. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you absolutely killed it. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. We hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Luke. Okay. That was a lot of fun. Be well. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much, Luke. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. That's a wrap. 